House of Hades, Chapter 17, Frank. Frank woke up as a python, which puzzled him. Changing into an animal wasn't Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Ciao, Ava, Neve, how are you? So, like, tired. Um, but it's only because I took, like, an evening nap today. And evening naps just make me want to go back to sleep. Um, but, oh, see, yawn. But it was also very necessary because, um... I don't know, I was just, I was having a day, so when I, I, um, I just, peep, a lot of people I know have been close contacted in the past few days, and it was kind of freaking me out, so my little nap calmed down my body, reset my system, and now everything's fine. Slay. Neve? I'm doing okay. As I reiterate, as I, like, talked about last week, which was actually yesterday, in terms of when we filmed these, but, um... Just, like, I feel like I have a full 9 to 5 with the RA job that I've taken on. And now it's, like, really setting in how the fact that I have this, like, what feels like a full salary position while I'm also going to be, like, a student and aiming to be in productions. <laughs> that is going to be very tiring. So I'm, like, trying to preemptively prepare for how tiring that may be. That's how I've been doing. How are you, Brayden? I'm all right. I've I was very productive at my nine to five today. Mm-hmm. Um, taking uh, care of some note business. Yes, I was taking care of uh, some business for the show I'm directing, as well as um, the acapella group that I am a president of. That Neve is the music director of. Hey. We work to hey. we work together a lot. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> um, yeah. Like I I had a very productive day, so that was nice, and I was listening to. Percy Jackson in between all those. I was indeed, I did tweet about this, but I was indeed listening to House of Hades at the gym today. Nice. Which I thought this was just, was just a very funny experience, but I like to listen to a podcast or a, a, a audiobook at the gym when I'm like feeling particularly ADHD that day. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes like the music is not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough for me exactly. to focus on. Yeah, you know what's coming. And like, I can't watch a video like while I'm lifting. Like I can on the treadmill. Yeah. If I'm like on the treadmill, but like... If I'm lifting, you can't, I can't, like, pay attention to, like, a video. My go-to, like, thing to watch on treadmill, though, is Grey's Anatomy. That's why it's not... With, why I'm proceeding very slowly through it. Because um, I'm watching it 15, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's an alright day. I do feel like we should um, talk about um, the bat in the room. So, as you may have seen on our Instagram... Um, my building, the building that I oversee, is quite old. Um, built in the 1910s. So it is structurally has like a lot of weird little attics <laughs> and is very old. And an old building left old alone. Old flop. Old flop of a building. Flop. And an old flop of a building left alone for several months during COVID 19 with absolutely nobody occupying it may attract a bat or two. 
And that is what we have seen ever since COVID. There have been like bats that like emerge from the attic of this building into a staircase. That Freaking is bats. Normally off limits to the like the it's the um, staircase that has like a dance studio in it, so you can't get in. Like the doors should always be closed because it's a public dance studio, so they don't have access to the building. So that staircase, like, it goes up three floors, and it's like an emergency exit, but you're not supposed to come in. But when people move in, they prop those doors open. That's where the the bats are. And then, all of a sudden, I'm getting a message from in group me from my RAs being like, when is the bat leaving? And I was like, hey, what? I was like, is there a bat? And they were like, yeah, sorry, it's, it's fine. We called Campo, but, like, we just didn't know if the bat was gone. And I was like, all right. And I was like, right before we were supposed to film this, I was like, sorry, guys, there's, like, a... They were, like, knocking on the door to get We were literally the outside the building. And she, yeah. And, and before she even get, has a chance to tell us that there's a, a bat in the building, we see a guy walk by the window with a net. <laughs> literally the oldest man in the world. Like, 80-year-old man in a butterfly net. <laughs> ready to catch a bat. Campus safety services are not like super equipped to do this, but they're literally the only people who can. And the reason we record here now is because I'm in this apartment by myself, so I it's a very we don't have to bother to record roommates. Yeah, yeah. but um, occasionally I do have bats as my roommates occasionally, I guess. But it's gone now. Yeah. Do you think they just put it back in the stairwell? No. Apparently, like people watched it fly out the door. Like the back door. It's not been displaced, though. How do we ethically feel about that? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the bat's home, too. That's um, it shouldn't be the bat's home. The only reason it became the bat's home is because nobody lived here for nine months. Bats do. Squatter's rights. Oh, my God. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Bat, sure. Freaking bats. I love Halloween. Indeed. <laughs> Um, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Welcome back. Um, this week we're talking about bats. Um, also the House of Hades, <laughs> chapters 12 through 20, uh, through the theme of progress. 12 through 20? Progress? Progress. 20 is right. You said 12 through 20. Oh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like really commonly mixed up numbers. Right. Everybody makes mistakes. I have no, actually no idea how that happened. I just, I saw 17 and I said 12. So, that's about it. That's about it. Um, no, what else is about it? The fact that Neve is going to summarize these jobs. I don't, that was a rough transition. It was. Um, let's just start. It's Three, two, a, one, oh go. Oh my god, okay, so Frank, oh, I already forgot. Nico is being emo and they have to go... I can't remember the beginning of this. Oh my god, what was he doing? Oh, he's having like crazy god wars in his mind. Yeah. Right? That's what we're talking about. And he, then they're like, okay, you have to go return this book to the farm god. And then the, they get attacked by cows who are poison. And Hazel's dead on the ground. And they're like, they find the farm god. And the farm god's like, fuck, no, I'm not helping you. I don't like Hades. And turns Nico into corn. And then Frank has to go kill every single poison cow in order to get Mars to, like, unite with Ares for a hot second. We'll discuss that later. And then um, give him a python to fix the farm god's chariot. And then he gets it. And then python, they're fine. That was pretty good, was all things good. considered. I, like, could not remember how we started these chapters. I was like, where do we start? Like, where... It is, like, it is weird. It's, it's He's so just, like, waking up from a dream, right? No, because it starts when he was asleep, and he was yeah. a python while he was asleep. Mm-hmm. But he normally sleeps as a dog. Yep. That... I was going to talk about that in my favorite sections. 
I love that. That's so funny. He, <laughs> he, he, he like, goes to sleep as a dog. Yeah. Because he's like, I just find that the sleep is better. I wish I had that opportunity, honestly. Right? I was like, wouldn't we all sleep as a dog if we could be a dog? Yes. Uh, yes. Guys, what dog would you be to, like, get the best sleep of your life? Like, what dog do you think sleeps the best? I mean, sleep... Sleeps the best is a different question than what dog I would be. Yeah, no, um, it's different. What dog sleeps the best? I'm going to say, like, um, uh, what kind of dog is Mrs. O'Leary supposed to be? A like, that big black... Bloodhound. Bloodhound. Um, I see her that way. <laughs> no, I That's think... That's who you would be? No, it's a, it's, like a, it's a specific type of dog. It's a big black dog. Oh, then she's probably not a You would be a BC. That's who you're channeling. Well, like, just like a big dog that sleeps well. Well, Like, not for, like, who I am. I'm not a big dog, like, personality wise. I I am a Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Exactly, like, medium. Like, medium to small main character energy that is displaced. Oh my god. Like, inappropriately assigned. Uh, yes. I don't know. Like, I would be... You are right. That dog gets mad good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Wait, look up the official art looks, of Mrs. O'Leary. She I don't, looks like a Newfoundland. and that's I think you're right. And the gag of the century is that I Species hellhound. <laughs> yeah. Well, per. Is that I was going to say I'd be a Newfoundland because Newfoundlands look like they sleep so fucking well. They're just so floppy and fluffy, and I love them. And they, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or a clumber spaniel. I don't know if the yes, audience know if the knows this. Knows. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I don't know if it discusses. Ava's incredibly good at dog breeds. Like, literally has an encyclopedia in her brain. Yeah, so, okay. When I was little, um, I, we did, back then, right back in the day, um, we didn't know I had ADHD, but why didn't we? Because for a strong... Uh, I can't, maybe five month period. I my favorite show on Animal Planet was Dogs One Hundred One. I carried around an encyclopedia of dog breeds everywhere I went, and I knew everything about them, every single thing. And it just hasn't left because I I, I don't know I don't know why it hasn't. But I think it was last year we went to Neve and our other friend and I went to a dog show like walking distance from. Our like campus. You did. Yes. When was this? The end of the winter. Semester. Really? Yeah. This past year. Uh-huh. How did I not know this? I don't know. I had a lot going on by the end of last semester. No, it wasn't last semester. It was fall. It was winter. Like 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 last oh, yeah. last winter is what I meant. Like, oh, I had a lot yeah, going that's on. true. Um, <laughs> that's so accurate. Um. But no, and I would just be like, oh, that's that. That one's that one. That one's that one. And they, like, they were both like, what the hell? Like, how, how, how do you do that? And I don't know. It just happens. I do have to say, next time we're going to a dog show, invite me. <laughs> I think we probably did. Probably. It, it was probably you like a weird your time. Text. I, you're right. I don't respond to texts. I actually was like, you called me while I was at lunch. No, I wasn't. I don't know where I was. I was with my staff this past week, and you called me on FaceTime, and I answered the FaceTime. I think it was at lunch or something, and I was like, hey, I'll call you back. And you were like, okay. And like literally just answered the call for a second and then hung up, and they were like, why did you answer him if you knew that you couldn't talk? And I was like, because if I texted him, he wouldn't look, and then he'd be like, you never answered me. <laughs> so, 
the thing are we do, the two of us in general like very specifically have to call each other yes because we both are bad at texting in yep. different ways exactly. too like <laughs> I won't read my text you will read a text and then forget to and then forget respond. to respond Neve loves Neve answers texts in her head especially I know she has her red receipts on but she also has her red receipts on I notice this particularly she'll respond eventually I notice this particularly in scheduling when we record this podcast. Because if a time doesn't work for Neve, we just won't hear. We just won't hear. <laughs> like, unless I get an official confirmation, it's true. It's it's it's, it's the time doesn't work for her. Unless you directly address Neve in a text, radio silence. The thing is, like, so <laughs> Ava and I will plan a time, and then we'll be like, okay, Neve, does this time work for you? <laughs> if we just say, when are you free? Nothing. Ava, <laughs> If we say a time that doesn't work, nothing. And texting is like my fucking love language. It's hilarious. Because I, it's, oh my god, I always be like, <laughs> Have I never pointed that out before? I would uh, just say whatever. And like, Brady and I will like fully figure out a time and then we'll be like, hey. <laughs> no, because the, the thing is though, we know like, this is like the last time we recorded, it was like a Sunday. Ava and I figured out a time. Eight hours later, Neve responds. And it wasn't like, oh, like, I can't believe Neve's not responding. Or, like, I felt like I had to call. I was like, if Neve's not responding, Neve's busy. Yeah, or <laughs> Like, I'm sure she saw it. And then she responded when she was done with things for the day. It was like, eh, here's that the... Is yeah, really no, this time I works operate. for me. I literally feel so bad about it. And now that I have, like... No, it's definitely not great. <laughs> I know. I don't want to say it's a, it's a great communication I, style. Yeah, but we know. <laughs> Now that I, do you know what I asked? Oh my god, I don't even know if this can go up on the podcast because I asked Elizabeth this and she literally laughed at me for like 15 minutes. Because I was we were talking in RE training about how people normally schedule their like one-on-ones. College friends, you know what a one-on-one is, like the like meeting that you have with your RA where they're like, Are you doing okay? Like those with Calendly. And I was like, telling I Elizabeth. Love Calendly. I was telling Elizabeth, I was like, you know, I've always thought about like making myself a calendly for one-on-ones, but then I feel like I would feel the urge to start using it in other aspects of my life. Like, if you want to meet with me about the MTA, then I'll just send you my calendly. And she was like, Neve. And I was like, I know that's so pretentious. Like, I can't, like, start sending people my calendly. Um, and she was like, I would never fill that out. <laughs> like, it I is have, pretentious. I do have to say, if, if there was any way to use it with three people, that is exactly what I would use to schedule recording our podcast. <laughs> I love Calendly. I use it for um, sitting at production design meetings when I'm doing a show. Because it's just it's just easy because you can see what time I'm free. I'll, I, then I'll meet with you. Like, especially, like... Exactly, that's what I, I was thinking. If, yeah, if I leave a production meeting, I'm like, okay, I would like to meet with all my design, designers once one-on-one before our next production meeting. I just send a Calendly link and they can sign up on their own time. Yeah. And then... But I would start using it for everything. Like I would make an all-encompassing calendar. Oh no! I I I, I think let's normalize Calendly. Thank I, you. I'm 100 percent Oh my this. god! I thought you were reaching out your hand for for me to shake it. I'll do that. Yeah. Like, this is not a visual medium, but we just did that. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. I've never even. I'm Anyways, looking, I'm looking this up now. Songs. Um, I have a particular. Oh, songs. Yes, we really got derailed there. My song is "Ring of Fire" by Johnny Cash. <laughs> Period. Um, I was like, what's something country that, like, has the vibe of, like, Frank, um, genociding, question mark, a bunch of cows? 
Oh my god. Genociding is the wrong word. It is um uh extincting? Nope. Oh my god. That is not the right word either. I'm gonna just let you have um Genociding is close. Yeah. I, I, it feels like inappropriate to use though, so Yeah. Um, I don't even know what you're going for personally. Like, he eliminates this species. <laughs> like mass murder in the cows? area. That's true. They they are they are like a migratory species. So or they're actually an invasive species. I did like that detail. Yeah, like, me too. That was interesting. I did hear that detail when I was like half asleep, I'm gonna be honest, so I was like, whoa, like Environmental science is crazy, yeah. like, in my head. But it's like, that's not, that's not even... I, they are, like... I guess the, there's a question mark on whether they're invasive or not. Like, it doesn't seem... They don't seem to be harming the ecosystem. So I guess they're technically just a non-native species. But they do harm demigods. But, but I don't think the, like, proportion is, an, is enough. Well, the thing is, like, we also don't know everything about how they live in their ecosystem. True. We don't know the the uh, true ecological impact of the cows. I do, cannot pronounce the name, frankly. So they're the cows. Frankly, huh? <laughs> ha ha ha. Uh, uh. <laughs> Who else Ooh, has a song? I have a song. Um, on those same lines, country. A little bit. Um. If you say old McDonald, they'll kill you. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I promise. But I did think about it. But it wasn't gonna. Be my pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, okay. So I watched one season of American Idol in my day. It was season I don't remember what, but Good. I really, I really um, latched onto a particular cover of Gunpowder and Lead from that season. Bad ass song. Love that. Song. I love that song. It's this specifically. It's a Skyler Lane American Idol. Rendition of Gunpowder and Lead. It's a freaking banger. I love it. I, I think she's so talented. I wanted her to win. Um, she came in like seventh, but I... <laughs> um, so many people have sung this song, and it does not seem that they have a version, the version they that you're talking about. They have Apple Music. Our playlist on Spotify. I know, but I'm just saying... I have sure. Miranda Lambert, Liz Davis, Brianna Buckmaster. Would you like me to look at Jets up? Creek, Pickin' On Series... Oh, that's like a good thing. No, sorry, uh, boogie boots. All right. <laughs> so someone did it on the um, the Voice, and that's the one that. Oh, Kristen Merlin. Also, there's two people who've done it on the Voice. Oh my! Well, then I'm sure American Idol's on there somewhere. Maybe I'll change it to Ampersand. What's her name? Ampersand is the name for who? The, the artist. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking, like, what's her name is in the piece of punctuation. The specific American Idol girl who sang it was Skylar Lane. Um, she was very good. But yeah, no, also because it's like, yeah, it's country and it's also like about. When I search Gunpowder and Lid Skylar Lane, it, partic- it specifically pulls up Brianna Buckmaster. May I? So I wonder if she has a. I know, I, I just don't think it's on Spotify. Well, I know what the album cover looks like. I will guarantee you it's not on Spotify because I can see all the options right here okay. and it would show up. Okay. So I'm just going to put the Miranda Lambert version. Okay. Also badass. Um, I might have picked this song before. If I did, oops, 
it's been so many it's been so many playlists and so many song choices so if I did whoopsies um be nice to me by the front bottoms I feel like it's a very frank even just from the title song yeah um especially as he talks about like how Leo is mean to him and like it's really sad so um yeah it's it went viral on TikTok for like half a second how does it go it's the song that's like, I got boulders on my shoulders, collarbones begin to crack. I have no idea. It's yeah, very sad. It's okay. Uh, it's very sad. But um, it's a good song. And I feel like it, it like talks about a lot of the questions that Frank is dealing with in these chapters, which is like a lot. It, again, it just makes like the Leo chapters look so inconsequential when yeah. we've got like Hazel needing to figure out magic in a couple of weeks. And Frank has like Frank brain voices exploding. in his, literally exploding. Like, <laughs> exploding. like bomb noises in his mind and two gods fighting in that brain. Like it's a lot. Two gods, one brain. Oh, I also have an unofficial song. Um, Is it Old MacDonald by Ella Fitzgerald? No. No. That's the one they went on Drag Race when they did Old McDonald's, oh, yeah, the Ella yeah, Fitzgerald yeah. version. I would have accepted that. Um, do you think it would get copyrighted if I play a TikTok audio? Um, I think the limit is like five seconds. Play the beginning. Oh. For TikTok? I mean, what did, oh, is it like a TikTok song or just a TikTok audio? It's not a real song. Oh, then I'm sure it's fine. Here we go. I oh. What do you like about Clark? I do, I'm actually such a big fan of this audio. Why every office must I be haunted by a weird weird song song about corn? Um, Are people familiar with um, the song Corn by Blake Shelton as well? No, we're not doing this. this. I'm going to sleep if you bring this up and talk about it longer. No, I wasn't. I was just at, I was just just curious. You hate, you don't like that song? I don't know. I have to get. I have to let it sit with me for a while. I love the, way the he's TikTok like, one. He like shouts it, and then it's like smooth. I don't know. It's very sad. It's just really satisfying. The TikTok one. Yeah. I. Yeah. Has the juice. Has the juice. I, yeah. I love it. Also, the video, like the video itself of the kid at yeah, first, is just so incredibly it's cute. So good. I love it. It big fan. He he just loves corn so much. Like, it's like, you know what? I resonate with that. It's like, wow, I've never loved anything like this. I love okay. corn like that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, just like, it's so, like, it has childlike wonder. Yeah. I'm not a child anymore. Hey now. Hey now. So, what are our favorite moments? <laughs> what are our favorite moments? I liked the whole corn thing, and that's also in my sauce moment. Um,. We'll get there, but I just, I think corn as a food is so funny and so silly, and I love when it's mentioned and things, because chances are good, I'll get a good old guffaw out of it. Wow. Wow. Thank you. I, I aim to um, give you all a proper silence after. <laughs> um, these were very just good chapters, but also like horrifying. I mean, like I said, when I I finished these chapters first today, 
just because I like got to them earlier in my day. I was not not, not like bragging that I finished them first. I had just got them earlier in the day, and I was like banger of chapters. Like these are yeah. bang banger chapters. Like yeah. so good. Yeah. Like this is like an example of how to do the like bottle episode in the middle of a book. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Looking at you, baloney doors. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> bangers. I also lo- I the small detail that I really liked that was in- <laughs> included. Um, um, <laughs> my <laughs> my favorite small detail that was included was um that we got to like be like Nico's like yeah I'm literally Italian. Yeah, that part was very funny. Frank was like, why do you know so much? He's like. I was literally born here. <laughs> he was like, no one pays any attention to me. I, this is not like a favorite. This is not a favorite. This is an anti-favorite. I just um, forgot. Like, welcome how to the stage. Anti-favorite. anti-favorite. Oh, I just forgot how like, how weird the rest of the seven view Nico. Like, like they think he's like such a weirdo. And it's like, you just, don't know his backstory. Right, like, so fucking nervous to walk with him. Yeah, it's so like, sad. He does the same thing Leo does. Leo, well, Leo was just like, he's like, he's a creepy little motherfucker. Is yeah. essentially what Leo said. Frank was like, I think he's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not 100% sure that Nico is alive. It's like the energy that Frank is giving. It's like, no, it's, it's so true. sad. Like, the X-Files would have a field day with him. Especially because I think um, Piper and Nico would be pals if they had more time. Oh, they so would. Yeah. Those are two queer people. Yep. Who love to hang out. Preach. Um, I do have to. I do have to mention. We're gonna take a break in a second, then we'll come back to talk about the theme. But before that, I do have to mention. I gave praise to the new guy who re- re- reads this audiobook, oh. um, the beginning of this book. I do rescind a little bit of it. Oh. Because today I, I heard his uh, Piper voice for the first time. No. And it is bad. Oh. It is like, oh my god. Like, it is no. like a valley girl voice. And that is not Piper in my head at all. And I really hated it. But the funny thing about it is he kind of does the same voice for Nico, just lower. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Work. And I do respect that. that it's like funny. a gravelly valley girl voice. And I could not replicate it. That's funny. But I'm a big fan. That is funny. It is um, not Jesse Bernstein, our king, from the first books. Jesse Bernstein comes in clutch with that Percy uh, narration. But um, guy from first half... I do feel like I have to say their names. Because there's this one guy I know who does the Harry Potter ones. Stephen Fry? No, Jim Dale. Oh, Jim Dale. Jim Dale, big fan. Fucking love Jim Dale. I am more partial to the um, the Jim Dale than the um, Stephen Fry Harry Potter. Agreed. Ugh, now that's talking about Harry Potter again. Except I hate Jim Dale's Hermione voice so yeah, much. Yeah, no, you're so, so right. Um, Jesse Bernstein is the first one, but I'm looking for Heroes of Olympus. All right, we'll take a break, and then after the break, I'll come back and tell you who narrates the Heroes of Olympus books. <laughs> 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. Couple notes. One, realize that we recorded the first half of this episode without a mic. Oops. And that also probably means that the last episode was also recorded without a mic. Oh, wait, So, hopefully the sound quality is better now. Sorry about that. Um, other than that... Joshua Swanson narrates the first uh, three books, and Nick Chamian uh, narrates the rest of them. So there's that. Now we know. Progress. Progress. Where did we see the theme of progress? Oh, yeah. Why do you keep saying Because that's how British people say it. Oh, I tried oh to you be... jumped in with that. I'm you not... were waiting for someone to ask why you were saying it as progress. We've just been watching a lot of Glow Up recently. Oh my god, I'm actually so excited to watch more Glow Up. Um, it's so good. It's horrible. And we like to make fun of the British accents. <laughs> Not because we have it. We are very pro-British yeah, um, people. <laughs> but um, it's like when you, like, particularly on that show with the mix of British accents. It's, it's so like hard It gets so hard to keep up and know what they're saying and it gets unintelligible. Um so we do have to watch with captions. It is like almost like a show in another language. Mm. Um, I love foreign films. Anyways, progress. 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 Yeah. I want to talk about the moment that Frank commits genocide, question mark, in these poison cows and gets a python from... Really a lot happens. His Father. So much occurs. Would it be Mars? Would it be Aries? They just like vaguely it's imply both, that this moment yeah. like made them fuse. So that was like interesting. It, it, it connects to progress because I think that's what they like. What the end goal of this book is is that like Romans and Greeks like come back together and they don't. But like oh, just idea. logistically, it's kind of confusing. And like, why does he get his fathers to? His father's two like versions of himself to come together after killing a bunch of poison cows. It, yeah, it's like it is like thematically like what are we supposedly reconciling? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And based on what, like and what prompted that? I mean, I mean, I think in a lot of ways it's a really dark turn for Frank. Oh, like yes. I, I don't even. I don't think we're actually. I don't think we're meant to see these chapters as positive. No. It's weird. And he I gets, definitely like, buff and stuff, and his friends are, like... Yeah, he gets, like, tall and hot, like, for some reason. Yeah. 
Hazel's like, you've always been handsome, but like now, yeah. and we're like, and we're like uh, so maybe do- they does want to be seen as a good thing, but also it's like, like Frank is like something has awoken in me, and you're like, oh maybe this isn't good. It's like really creepy sometimes because like he murders, not murders. He slaughters, I feel like is a better word because mm. they're animals. Yeah. But um slaughters all these cows. I mean, as we talked about last week, what makes them people whatever. Um he kills over like he said like over like three hundred cows or something like that. Jesus. Um and then he's like reconciles the two halves of like Mars and Aries that are fighting. And then like he's now like m- like a little stronger and a little taller. I'm not sure, like, it's like... Yeah. But, like, it's like... Like, we... I think we talked about this before in this book, is that, like, we kind of end up in the, like, evil versions of these characters. Like, they kind of have to grapple with their dark side in this, these books. Yeah. yeah. This book a little. Um, I appreciate that. And, yeah, and I, I appreciate that. But I'm not really sure what Frank's dark side is. Like, maybe is this supposed to say, he, like, he's been afraid of his power or something like that? I think mm-hmm. it might be submitting to, like, the brutality that's, like, in his blood. Yeah, and I, like, I do think that's what it is. Yeah. But I hate that, you know? Like, I do think that's what Rick wrote. I think... But I don't... I do think the whole thing, though, is, like... I think... One of Frank's primary attributes that, I don't know, that I've... All- I mean, I guess that I've always seen as one of his primary attributes is, like, his kindness and his, like, gentleness. And, like, I think that, like, Rick makes a point to be, like, well, like, those were with him initially and, like, they will prevail regardless of who his parent is. But it's, like, we need to see him, like, step into the danger zone, I feel like. Highway to them. So true. And he also briefly talks about how Annabeth was the, like, militant strategist yeah strong one out of the group and now she's not there and Frank feels like as this godly parent that he has he probably should step into that role yeah which is kind of weird but it is like it is a weird dependence on like what their godly parent means they are Mm -hmm. that like is actually kind of atypical for these books like they kind of like deal a lot with, like, how they are different from their parents. And so it was, like, weird. I was, like, I'm not really sure what this is meant to say about his relationship with his father. Yeah. Well, I think he's... I don't know. To me, it's very clear that, like, Frank is on a little journey of his own. Like, he's very much struggling with his identity. And, like, I think largely in terms of, like, personality and, like, preference in terms of, like, how he treats other people... And so, I don't know, I think the major thing there is, like, he needs to see what he, like, technically thinks he should be based on his bloodline and, like, understand that that is concretely not for him in order to, like, make peace with the fact that, like, just because he's related to someone doesn't mean that they have to, you know, like, that, that like... Being like Mars is not his destiny. Or something. Yeah, like maybe this is the beginning of this like dark like toil. Like it's still the beginning of the book. This is, this is his first POV chapter, so maybe it's like him kind of yeah. embracing what he thinks he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and his father being like, "Yeah, you did what what I wanted you to do," and then he like has to grapple with that a little bit. Yeah, I do yeah. feel like that's probably kind of the arc. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He was really scary, though. He, he was, was scary. In a way that I was like, I actually loved Frank in these chapters. Like, I was, like, having a good time with Frank. Me too. Um, but, like, he, like, then he's like, and then I grabbed him by the throat and pushed him against the wall. And I was like, yeah. what, what book are we reading? <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah, no, but also a point, another point I will raise is, like, how scary can someone with the name Frank be? Oh my god. I thought that was about to be something so academic. I know. I, know. I, was, like, I, was, I was real prepared for a, a real intelligent thing, and then it was... I know. I framed it that way on purpose. It was still a good point. <laughs> it was. Thanks, because I don't... Like, I think of the movie Frank and Weenie personally, which I never finished because I watched it when I had COVID, and I was in a hotel, and I was, like, really depresso espresso, and, like, I tried to watch it, and I was like... Real bad time to try to watch Frank and Weenie. Well, mm-hmm. I wanted to prove to Neve that I could watch it without crying because she can't Yo! <laughs> because she can't quick exposure there alright the first time I saw Frank and Winnie I cried it's about a dog I, I can't watch I can't watch the trailer just, I've never watched it because I know I will cry it's about a dead dog well my thing is like I got 40 minutes in and it just made me depressed like I didn't like there were no tears it just made me depressed I like hopeless. I have a whole problem. <laughs> I am very anti this genre. Stop making movies about dogs dying. Agreed. Why do we want to watch them? We don't. No one does. No, no one does. And honestly, arguably, don't even make movies about dogs that are living. Because every time I watch one, I think the thing is like you watch a dog movie from like a couple years ago and then you can't help but think about it. So just don't just think about them dying. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, because I mean, like, oh my like I mean, like I when you watch like, before. you've never had that thought before. No, because listen, I I was an avid, avid, and this is gonna make so so much sense for me. Avid watcher of the Buddies movies. I was as well growing up. Where do you think those dogs are now? Listen! <laughs> no, I hate, I hate that I brought this up, because yeah. now I'm just sad. But, yeah. like, it but is like, the sad reality. Because... Dog. No, because there were so many movies made over a relatively, like, significant stretch of time, and all the puppies always looked the same. I was like, oh, timeless dogs. And so, like, I didn't really, like, think, because also that is I, was, true. I was so young. Um, God, I want to rewatch those. But, like, it is like a... I think most dog movies, I'm not, and this is, I'm no longer talking about movies with dogs. I would call, honestly call it air, like the buddies movies, movies with dogs, because a dog movie is a very specific type of movie in which a human gets a dog. And by the end, the human does not have a dog. Um, and that is what a dog movie is. And I, I think, (laughs) and that that is what a dog dog movie movie is. is. And in my opinion, a dog movie is essentially um, the same thing as, like, Saw, but for people who can't handle blood and guts and just, like, want to harm themselves in a different way. Oh, my God. Like, like, like... You should have written your Mediacom honors on that. I'm going to. um, (laughs) No, but really, like, like a dog's purpose. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. Marley and me. Yeah. They're old yeller. Uh. They're, like... You watch those movies knowing what's gonna happen. I've never seen why any of them you, for that reason. Exactly. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself through that? It's not therapeutic. Oh my god. Guys, 
How long did the TV show Lassie run? I don't know. Were there multiple Lassies and I didn't know? I hate to tell you, likely. Fuck! Also, to begin with, there was probably, like, two to begin with, just because, like, yeah. most time animals are used on set, there's a couple. That's actually so funny. Just, like, five fucking Lassies. Yeah. Just, what? You know how many dogs must have been on set for those Buddies movies? Oh, yay! Probably zero. I don't think those were real dogs. <laughs> like, after the... After the first one, once they got to space... Yeah, like, they didn't bring a dog into space. Well, they also created. didn't film it in space. <laughs> I think the dogs were real. I think it would be more effort to, like... Animate the dogs? I don't yeah. know. They animate We all saw Cruella. Those no, weren't real dogs. Listen, I have seen these movies so many times. They very clearly animate their mouths, and that's it. I do love the way that they animate the, the buddies' mouths. It's very funny. Guys, we could be them for Halloween. Oh my god. I think that would be so silly. Yeah, it would be silly. It would, it would be for sure silly, but we have established a no, no, no animals rule. Right. Um, animals I, look too much like something else. Yep. Um, and therefore... I just think it would be so good. But true. Um... But Frank's journey is really interesting. Yeah, Frank's journey. Um, <laughs> Swipe up with your favorite buddy. I, I, <laughs> I do like that there's like this weird, like, dich- not weird, but like actually very interesting dichotomy between um, war and agriculture. Yeah. Mm. Like that is like the main driving force of this plot. And war and agriculture are so intertwined mm-hmm. in like history that like war is like fought over agriculture and like feel like burning fields and like yeah the control of agricultural output is like a big part of war and also the acts of war also like improves agriculture because like war to gain land gains more space for agriculture and like land ownership is tied up in both agriculture and war. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting to see them like at play together and like presenting agricultural agriculture as passive and war as active, but like it, in the end agriculture was still like in control kind of. Yeah, and I was gonna say and don't even like we're not even gonna like get to like eco terrorism and stuff. Like, Ugh, like I love eco terrorism. <laughs> Like war with a big supporter of eco. I mean, like as a plot device. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. I love poison ivy. <laughs> like it's so interesting. Like yeah, it's just funny to watch like plant related like villains and things go from like villains to like now they're just like can't be villains because everyone's like yeah they're kind of right we should kill all humans and only and like revive all the plants because the humans are doing bad like when you look at it from like that kind of like angle. Yeah. It's like yeah. ecoterrorism doesn't look in like in like specifically um, comic books and like stories and stuff well, doesn't yeah. look all that bad anymore. No, I know, and they did. I watched an episode of the X Files about this yesterday, and it was like, oh my god, it was like there was this guy in charge of like forest services, chopping down trees, whatever. Long story short, there were like like prehistoric mites in trees that were like 
kind of radioactive, whatever, and like killed people and cocooned them and whatever. Dangerous. Anyway, um, and they were scared of the light, so they attacked at night. And so it was like they found this one person who had been like, um, like putting things in the road. Like, like, you know, oh God, what are those things called where it's like you twist a bunch of wires up and it's basically like, like a starfish, like it's sharp on every side and it like ruins all your tires. Oh, it's not a road spike, but no, but it's like, you know the I mean. same functional. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And so like this guy working for forest services was like chopping down illegal trees and then pinning it on like the local eco-terrorist like, like group. And then all that is, the- That's funny because that's so like- the opposite of eco-terrorism. Exactly. It's literally, like, the, yeah. But then, anyway, um, but then, like, the local, like, they called themselves, or, well, not really, they were called the eco-terrorist group, was, like, placing those things in the road, and that was it, because they were, like, y'all are being assholes and completely reversing what should happen and what you think you stand for. And then, like, because of, and then the eco-terrorist guy ended up, like, saving um, Mulder and Scully because, like, um, the other guy who was, like, corrupt and working for forest services, like, chopped down a tree with the mites and then got attacked by them and, like, died or whatever. So it's also, like, it speaks to the power within, like, ecology that we never, like, really can overestimate. Like, it can't be overestimated. Like, we don't think about the power within ecology because we think of it like everything lies dormant if it's not, like, moving and grooving all the time. Yeah. We're doing a really good job of talking about the chapters that we've read. I know, I know, we are. We're, we're doing great. No, it's okay. I do want to mention. I love mention, when we go on tangents. I do want to mention. Trip is hot, right? Like y'all, you also got that vibe. I don't. know. I was like, why are they pinning like this man as like a weirdo, freak, crazy person when he's, he's like right? Let's yeah. also talk about like respect farmers. Yeah, exactly. let's respect farmers. Respect farmers. Farmers are the backbone of our economy. Exactly. Quite literally. Um, also, Italian farmer with curly black hair. That man had to be hot. Nico had to be like feeling his oats. Like he had to. He had to be. Literally. I'm sure that Nico in that moment was like, "Wow, I'm feeling my oats." I'm actually a hundred. I'm actually a hundred percent sure. Nico went. If I had to be turned into corn, at least it was. At least he was hot, you know. I believe that. <laughs> but also, maybe he wouldn't like other Italian men because he's Italian. But if he's like, we look too similar. That's true. Because like looking similar, like, nah. Not for gay people. But then some gay people days, love to look the same. Yeah. Um, but not Nico, because like, obviously Nico and Will have the like, yeah, sunshine oh. boyfriend, emo boyfriend thing. Yeah, so um, quite like, quite exactly, literally, like they yes, are the blueprint. Like the sun, yeah. um, oh, so sweet. But I do think Trip is hot. I'm certain. I just can't with the name. He was, he was also like fully in the right about the the Demeter thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't have turned children to corn, but like, yeah, he's, like he's right to be mad. Yeah. Children of the corn. Children, yes. That is a movie. That was the... Good job, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> Love 
Life is just one long word association. Life is just one. You're so right, bestie. But like, I do fundamentally believe that he was in the right, and he was just backing up his girl. He was like, "I'm sorry, I am Team Demeter." Yeah. And so I think we I should all that. be a little bit Team Demeter. I think we should too. She was right. She did cause winter. So that's a give or take. But also, but like it was, she had good reason. She had yeah. very good reason. Also, snow. It's all Zeus's fault in the end. Yeah, always is. Yeah. yeah. I just prefer the version of the myth where like Zeus steals Persephone and gives him the Hades. Yeah, only yeah. because like I just I'm not pro making Hades look better than he has to be. I'm pro-making Zeus look as bad as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, I agree. Um, anyways, what are sass moments? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, when you are done using your book. I'll find it immediately. I remember what chapter it was in and everything. Like, I think everybody's got to use my book, but Brayden's got the PDF. I do have the PDF right here. Um, oh, then maybe I can use whatever. I, I mean, I think it's hard to pick just one example of this. But every time he's like, and then Mars and Aries said to kill him. Like you were like, yeah, it was just fun, like because you're like Leo was annoying, kill him, <laughs> and it's like like or like the the voices of Mars and Aries yelled in his head, urging him to kill Nico and the man in Venom and anyone else he could find. <laughs> like it was just funny. It was just a funny reoccurring bit. Also, like kind of awful, <laughs> like kind of terrible and traumatic. I know these these chapters are like horrific and. Well written at the same time. Like, they're hor- horrific, but, like, kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, anything is lighthearted when the rest, of, when Percy and Annabeth are in literal hell. Yeah, exactly. Um, mine is when they notice that Frank has, like, changed, like, some blessing from Mars. And he responds to Hazel by saying, uh, I don't, maybe I can fix it. <laughs> he's like, I don't know, maybe... Yeah, maybe when he's I like, Hazel's like, you're hot now. And he's like, I don't know, I can fix it. I can fix that. Don't yeah. It was good. I would like the, the listeners to know that Neve just kicked me. I, <laughs> I, I want to relax on my own couch. Right. You just oh. happen to be sitting on that side of that couch. I would like the listeners to know that I am taking up about a foot of this couch. It's true. And Neve is taking about about five feet of this couch. Okay, lean back then. No, I'm I'm not actually complaining, but you did kick me. <laughs> I didn't mean to help. Okay, lean back. I, you owned up to it, and that's I all I needed. You kicked me again. <laughs> I can't. I'll get there. I'm just trying to find Should, should, should we start the offerings? Oh, Yeah, Ooh. yeah. you guys can start okay, offerings. Okay, we'll start offerings while I was looking it. for her. Yeah. For her, her quote. Um, my offerings for Trip. Because you thought. Know, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't even. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna pretend. I'm not gonna pretend I'm better than I am. I just can't. I don't fuck with that name. Tripolimus. Like, well, I like the whole name. I would say the. Yeah. I would give Trip the. It's so annoying of me. Framed is crazy when he's like really not. Like Rick is framing him as like some like loony. It's like no, he's like literally just being smart. Mm-hmm. But I think I will give it to Frank because he's got like constant literal explosions happening in his brain. Yeah, Frank and Frank needs it. That must be pretty tough to operate the world through. So Yeah. 
I agree with I that. I actually, I do think I have to change mine. Because I was reminded... So, at the end of this book, or at the chapters, Frank, like, unites Mars and Aries together. And I have beef with the fact that Frank is the one who gets to do it. Because my offering is for Clarice. Preach! Because, like, what, give Clarice a moment. Literally. Like, why is Frank the best? Yeah. Why is Frank the best? And I love Frank. That's fair. But it's like... Clarice would be way, would have fixed this way faster. Oh my god, they would literally they wouldn't even have this problem. To an issue. They literally would not even have the problem. Ava, who is your offering or Sasmoen? Jesus. Um my offering is for Bianca. I miss her. Slay. Mm. I yes. do think she loomed large over these chapters. She yeah. did. I'm like when one uh, when one D'Angelo when one D'Angelo is Bianca. mentioned. No, yeah, so true. Okay, I can't find any of the comments about the corn transformation. Oh, uh, but okay, we know what you mean though. But but I'll find something. Um If we're almost out of episode. Well, we have to we have to um hate on someone. Um I'm going to hate on. Um I actually don't know. People who make dog movies. Dear God. I'm, I, I'm still on this. That's fair. That's so funny. Neef? Um. I don't know. Nobody did, like, particularly, like... You have Mars and Aries, like... I felt too bad for the cows to vote the cows off personally. Exactly. Yeah. They do get so. murked. Oh, please. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. I mean, it's not, but. <laughs> I could vote no, for some reason. But it's serious, isn't it? Um, I'll go with I'll go with Mars slash Aries for the same reason I gave the offering to Frank. Why are you screaming in his head? Why are you screaming in his head? Because that, like, there's, like, definitely... It, it's definitely them. Like, it's definitely not just in Frank's head. Like, it's definitely something oh, yeah. they're doing. Oh, so. no, for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, Frank has a lot more problems to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So, wait, so sorry. Did you vote off Aries or Mars? Both. Both, but I only wrote one. Because we know what I mean. I know what I mean. Well, my thing is, like, I would vote off Mars, but not Aries, because Mars, to me, is more annoying. All right, okay, then, I will, then I will separate them. Preach. I don't know how to count that later on, but we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, oh, this is funny. Um, getting a chapter 18. Frank might have liked Venice if it hadn't been summertime and tourist season, and if the city wasn't overrun with large, hairy creatures. <laughs> That one really just, it was just funny, like, how much it got you. Large, like, and if, you know, like, um, I like Paris in the summertime, and I, and also, um, there are tadpoles coming out of the cracks in the earth. Like, it's like the craziest shit ever in the world. I love it.
Alright folks, that is all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 21 through 24 through the theme of collaboration. <laughs>